to the Soul Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today on the show, I have Stephanie DeFiglia. She is a yoga teacher, um, psychologist, and I am so happy to have her on the show. She totally links um, mental health and well-being, so I just can't wait to have this conversation. Thanks for coming on the show, Steph. Thanks for having me on, Rachel. I'm so excited. And just listening to the other episodes of your podcast, I find myself nodding along. <laughs> I've loved the guests you've had and everything that is talked about just really aligns with what I do and my beliefs. And it's just been awesome to listen to so far. So thanks again. Yeah, of course. So happy to have you and really appreciate the feedback. Um, so I'd love if you could share a little bit about your journey with yoga. Um, I know everybody has some type of journey with yoga, so it's always interesting to hear um, how people get into it and, and want to teach it. You're so right about everyone having a journey with it because it's so powerful. So I started yoga when I was a senior in college, and I took a half-semester course, and we learned a few different types of yoga, like vinyasa and hatha, as well as kundalini, and I loved it. And I feel like coming from a cheerleading background, I did gymnastics and cheered for about 20 years. So this felt like a natural progression. And it's funny thinking about the number of yoga teachers who cheered in you know, high school and college. That's kind of a next step for a lot of us just expressing ourselves and stretching and using our bodies in that way feels natural. So I love that from the course I took. And then I, you know, I started practicing a little bit and I really dove deeper into my yoga practice when I got to grad school because I felt stressed and overwhelmed and that I didn't have any time, but exercise was always important to me. So I wanted to keep up with that while feeling like I was still getting my work done. So I decided to engage more in yoga because I felt like, okay, that checks off both boxes, keeping my stress level down and getting a workout in. So I engaged in that more. And then I wound up actually doing a research paper on the mental and physical health benefits of different types of yoga and meditation. And once I finished that paper, I was like, okay, I need to be doing both of these things much more often because there are just so many benefits to both of them. And so I just deepened my practice in yoga and meditation and then eventually decided to become a yoga teacher and enrolled in yoga teacher training in the fall of 2018 earned my certification in January of 2019. And, you know, I just wanted to provide a space for other people to experience the benefits that I experienced from my yoga practice. And it's 
so rewarding. And I remember the yoga teacher who led the training telling us that she loves practicing yoga, but there's a different type of appreciation, which I'm sure you understand as well, of, about teaching yoga. And it's just a totally different experience. It's rewarding in its own way and it's different from practicing. And I experience that now and it's just amazing. It just lights me up and I love it. So, you know, engaging in both the practice as well as teaching has just been amazing. It's just added so much to my experience. Yeah, I love your story. You know, I can relate a little bit um, because I wrote a paper in grad school too about similar things. Um, I, I really just believe in mindfulness and yoga so much. And I, I think when you learn how amazing it is for yourself, it's almost like you you have to tell people. Like It's like you want to share this gift with other people. Like, hey, I have a way for you to feel better. I want you to experience this. And so... I think that's what kind of triggers most people to become a teacher, right? Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So I am really interested in um, connecting psychology and yoga together. Um, do you feel like personally yoga has opened some things up to you as far as um, your mental health? Yeah. So that's a great question. I personally noticed that if I practice yoga at least twice a week, so like full one hour sessions twice a week, my stress levels are much lower than if I don't. Mm -hmm. So I, I do notice that. And I think it has a lot to do with just getting into my body. You know, like when you're practicing yoga, you notice your feet a lot more, for instance. You're in the low lunge, you're looking right at your feet, you're like, wow, they're actually pretty strong, they do a lot for me, and I feel like it just helps bring me back into the present moment, and I feel like just paying attention to things that I don't pay attention to when I'm going through my day, it's mm -hmm. just what, I think that's a component of helping lower my stress level, and then of course, you know, focusing on the breathing and just staying in the poses and feeling that physical relief too through a lot of these poses. I think the combination of all of those things really help just keep my stress level down. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I always feel like a happier person when I'm practicing yoga versus like when I'm not. So yeah, that, that's so accurate. Um, Okay, so I also just want to keep going with this. Um, you know, there's so many studies that, so, that show that meditation is really powerful for mental health too. So I'm kind of curious, like how you got into meditation, um, if it was directly through your yoga practice or if it was actually something that came like after you started practicing. Yeah, that's a great question. So it was something actually that, really came after I started practicing yoga. So, you know, of course, most yoga practices have that meditative component in it, like sitting and breathing before you start the class and or after as well. But when I was in graduate school, I was living in New York and I actually went to, I think it was a month long program with this meditation group. And they just taught different types of meditations and different styles and it was once a week. And that's, that was really more of my formal introduction into meditation. 
And I loved it. And I, I would come out of there and it, it was like an hour, an hour and a half session. So it was pretty long. I would come out and just be in like that Zen-like state where my head kind of feels like I'm in the class and I'm like, wow. And I, I, you're completely present. It was amazing. Um, and then, you know, starting yoga teacher training, we did have a segment of training, which was focused on meditating and teaching meditation. And then I went on to get a additional meditation teacher certifications. But there's a funny story that is kind of the trigger to me deepening my meditation practice. A couple years ago, I talked to a medium slash spiritual coach, um, this, you know, great woman. And she kind of gave me permission to dive more deeply into my spirituality. And she's like, whatever interests you in the spiritual realm, you know, get into that and learn more about it and, you know, be fearless about it. And so I took that advice. And, you know, one thing that I decided to do after that call was to increase my meditation sessions. I was meditating every morning, but for five to 10 minutes. So I increased that to at least 20 minutes a day in the morning. And it really made a huge difference. I feel like it just helped me hear my intuition more, um, be calmer throughout my days. It really made a big difference. And that actually feeling like I was hearing what I was meant to hear through those longer meditation sessions is what led me to sign up for yoga teacher training. And so, um, so I've stuck with that. I've stuck with at least 20 minute meditations daily because it really, I feel like is my source of stability. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love how like you had to give yourself permission to start, you know, doing these things. Because a lot of people think like, you know, okay, spiritual stuff is woo woo. So don't dive too deep um, into, you know, that because you'll just, you'll, you'll become, I don't know, there's a stigma around it. I feel like even my friend um, who is on the show, Michelle, she's a dietitian. Um, she really loves like doing some spiritual stuff and it really helps her and it, it, you know, is, is like very nice for her. It's, but there's like this stigma around it and like going really deep into the spiritual stuff. So yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there are so many beliefs we have, you know, that if someone just, sometimes we need an outsider to tell us you can do this or you are good at this for us to be like, Oh, I can, or like, I, I am good at that. Like it doesn't, you know, sometimes we just need someone else to say it, you know, which can help <laughs> but also sometimes you kind of wish that you could believe yourself a little bit more you know for sure yeah I agree with you I think it's also really nice um that you recognize that practicing more um really opens you up and I, I think that goes along with like most things you know like when you start to develop these habits and practice things more it does open things up for you and, and you do get better at it so that's that's also great advice too for people who you know, want to get better at meditation or just want to relax more to, you know, make it a habit and increase your frequency. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like training for a marathon. Like you start with a couple miles and then you gradually increase. And it's the same thing with meditation. You start off with a couple of minutes, you can gradually increase. And the more you do it, the easier it is and the more joyful it becomes. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I always love talking to people about this. So do you feel like your yoga practice mirrors your life in some ways? Mm, that's a great question. It's funny because I feel like my yoga practice is a compliment to a lot of elements of my life. And so for instance, my nine to five job involves working at a desk all day. I'm working on a computer and so I get really tight and stiff and my yoga practice and also it leads to how I teach as well <laughs> involves opening up a lot of chest opening, shoulder stretching, like leg strengthening. So it's, I bring what I need into my yoga practice um, to counter the things that I experience, you know, in every day for multiple hours. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you that, you know, when we're working on computers, it's so bad for our hips and our shoulders and our neck. And yeah, um, but I actually was just curious because I've heard a lot of yoga teachers say, like, sometimes the things that you struggle with or you notice on the mat, um, as far as like your spiritual practice are mirrors of real life. So do you have like a specific example of maybe where you saw that in your yoga practice? Yeah. So for instance, I will, and it's less so now since I've been practicing more and just practicing acceptance more, but I'll get annoyed or I would get annoyed if I couldn't get into a pose. Say for instance, I was able to get into this pose yesterday and not today, or even like for working on an inversion and be like, this was great yesterday. Like, why aren't I getting there today? And I will feel the same way in life about a lot of things. You know, I'll be like, well, I did this great before and it's not coming easily now and I'll get frustrated with myself. So I will see that on the mat as well. Some just frustration if things don't come as easily at times. Yeah, I love the awareness that yoga brings. Um, and it's also related to like the meditation, obviously, like awareness of your breathing, awareness of your thoughts. Um, so I, I really do think like yoga shines a light on certain things, like maybe we're being too hard on ourselves, or, or maybe we need more patience and, and just little life things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, one thing that's great about yoga too is if you practice consistently, even like a couple times a week, you'll inevitably get on the mat in different moods. So it's interesting to see what your body feels like and what going through those movements feels like when you're in one mood versus, you know, a diff another mood. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like I get this question a lot, so I want to ask you. Um, how long did it take you to really, you know, kind of get a little bit better at your yoga practice? Because I feel like for a lot of people, they'll just say to me like, oh, yoga's not for me. I don't do that. I'm not flexible. I just don't, I don't get it. So like, I know personally, it took me like a little bit. I just had to keep showing up and practicing to really like fall in love with it. What was the time that it took to get there? at least a couple years hmm. and one instance is really sticking out in my mind I had been practicing this one 
pose, I had been trying to get to a chin stand. And when I first started going to yoga classes and I would see people doing that, I'm like, I don't know how that's physically possible. Like I'm not, I'm putting my chin on the ground and that's it, that nothing's happening. I'm still completely on my stomach. I don't understand how people's bodies can do that. Um, but I would start trying, I'm like, it's, no, it's nowhere close. And so then I let it go for a few months and just kept going to classes, kept practicing. And one day I was like, you know what, I'm again. And I was able to get up, no problem. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I just was doing my practice, do like regularly doing a number of different poses, going through sequences that did not include this pose. And I think just using my body and continuing to practice led me to have the capability to get into this pose. I didn't have to try to do it 20 times a day. And that was just a wonderful experience for me. I was like, that's awesome. I have this and I didn't have to work so hard. And I think that's an important thing to remember in general in life. You can get there without working yourself to death about it. Yeah, absolutely. And also just like not forcing things and, and letting them come, you know? Right, exactly. Cool, yeah. I, I honestly do think, you know, the more you stick to something, the easier it becomes with anything. Like everything is hard at first. So if yoga is foreign to people, you just have to keep showing up and, and eventually like you'll get there. I agree, yeah. And something that I need to remind myself is that I need to continue practicing as well, just because mm. my, you know, my body will revert back to tightness pretty easily, which mm. it's good in a way because I feel like I can help relate to my students sometimes. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm not like a Gumby. Like I need to keep practicing in order to stay flexible and, and loose so just like you mentioned before, keeping up with the practice is so important because otherwise you can just revert back and that's really beneficial just to keep practicing. For sure, yeah. I can relate to that. When I neglect my yoga practice and then my hips scream at me and I'm so mad at myself, like, you know, like why did I let myself get to this place again? Um, so yeah, that's great advice too. Um, what would you say your style of teaching is like? So I teach mainly vinyasa classes. So I love flowing. I just love mm -hmm. fluidity, especially with a good playlist, just yeah. out of poses. Hearing that music is just so beautiful to mm -hmm. me. And I love adding a meditative component within it and throughout. So in the beginning of class, a lot of times I'll have my students do a little bit of movement to get comfortable to sit for meditation or lie on their back for meditation for a few minutes and I'll guide them through a certain meditation type. So maybe it is appreciation. So recalling a positive memory in order to feel that positive emotion in their body to carry with them through the practice. Or maybe it is pranayama, a certain breathing technique to get them more focused and kind of get them in the zone. And, you know, I'm all about intention setting too. So if, if students set an intention beginning of practice throughout the practice, you know, if they're in a tough pose or maybe if they're in a restorative pose, like child's pose, you know, recall what was that intention or how did you feel? What was that good feeling that you conjured up in the beginning of class? And at the end of class, 
bringing that back in once more. So bringing in the focus to help them feel good, mm. both physically and emotionally, and to take that with them, hopefully off the mat once they leave class. I love just infusing that in so they can focus on like, oh yeah, there's that good feeling. Yeah, guys, yoga makes you feel good. <laughs> especially teachers like you that incorporate all these beautiful things. Like I, I always loved when, you know, we would visualize or set an intention and really, you know, make our practice like this magical thing. The teachers who do that are oh, the best. I love it. Well, cool. so I'm a little curious for everybody because I feel like now they want to try yoga. So um, can you let everybody know like some of the offerings, what you're currently offering and also maybe what you're working on in the future? Yeah, so I currently teach at Meta Yoga, which is in Neptune, New Jersey. I also teach at Jersey Strong in Middletown. Hopefully the gym will reopen soon so I can get back in there. I also do private yoga sessions, either virtually or in person, as well as private meditation sessions. I'm also Reiki certified, so I offer Reiki sessions as well. And additionally, I am beginning to offer holistic wellness coaching sessions. So this is a combination of all of those things. So it includes movement, so yoga, meditation, Reiki if you want, and just even mindset coaching, I'll say. So it's basically very individualized and curated to the individual person, meeting them where they are and helping them reach their wellness goals, whatever wellness means to them. So my website has some free short meditation videos as well as meditation starters, little warm-ups you can do before meditation and, and different techniques and yoga videos as well. So you can find those at stephaniedefiglia.com. And you can also get more information about the sessions that I mentioned and book a session with me on my website too. Awesome. Yeah, guys, you definitely want to head over um, to her website. It will definitely be in the show notes. So check that out. Um, I love everything that Steph is about. I love all of the offerings she has. Um, and I'm just going to have her tell you a little bit about like Reiki because some people don't get Reiki. So if you could just go into that a little bit, just so people are clear on that. Sure. Yeah. So Reiki is a Japanese healing technique. So there are different levels of certification you can get. And basically the certifications include an attunement from a Reiki master. So it's someone who's gone through all of the trainings and is able to teach other how to deliver Reiki. And basically a Reiki session includes providing healing energy. And so my specific training involves learning how to deliver white light energy. So it is all healing energy. And what a session involves is person lying down comfortably, closing their eyes, and I will connect to Reiki energy again this light energy all healing and place my hands in certain placements either over or on the body and just delivering energy to those places the ultimate goals are to align your chakras your energy centers to remove any physical or 
energetic blocks you might have. So for instance, if you have like a pit in your stomach, that could represent just like a block that you have or resistance that you have in, you know, one of your chakras. So I would move my hands down and deliver this healing energy. And it kind of feels like a massage for the soul. <laughs> so, you know, people come out of sessions feeling really relaxed oftentimes, and the experiences differ. Sometimes you feel different things when I'm at different parts of the body. You might see some colors or, you know, release through, sometimes people cry, release in different <laughs> ways. Um, but it just is basically just a way to kind of take some of the weight that the world brings on to you. So take some of that off and just really open you up as best as possible, you know, energetically. So you feel lighter. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I, I am definitely happy to explain that for people so that they can maybe book a session with you. Um, and energy is so real. I can't tell you how many times I've showed up to a yoga class, unlocked something, cried on my mat. So, right. Yeah. It's yeah. so great when that happens. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's wonderful what you do. And, um, that's one of the reasons I reached out to you. totally good vibes. Steph, um, is the best. So definitely, Check out her website and um, check out Meta Yoga too. They have some other good classes. Definitely. Hey friend, thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.